This podcast is about the athletes of the 70s and 80s, where we discuss athletics from the city of Toledo, Ohio. Check us out on Facebook, Athletes of the 70s and 80s. Red Division, Central Catholic, DeVilbis, Cumber, Scott, Start, Woodward. Blue Division, Bowser, Libby, Rogers, St. Francis, St. John's, Waite, Cardinal Stritch, Toledo City League. This is the Toledo Athletes of the 70s and 80s podcast. You got to chill, 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 chill. Toledo DeVilbis High School football star, Charles Hillary. How are you, sir? Man, just to see somebody write on the page, hey, that was my uncle. That was my brother. That's right. Thank you so very much. You know, man, what that means to them, man, I can't replace that. Toledo athletes of the 70s and 80s, welcome to the show. Toledo Rogers, track star and legend, Sherry Perry Isaac. How are you tonight? Wonderful Rams in the house. Former Ohio State defensive end, Toledo High School standout, all state defensive end, Dennis Houston. Good evening, man. Thanks for having me. Toledo Scott Bulldog, Toledo City League Hall of Famer, Felicia Hill. The city was full of girls that was born. This podcast can be heard on. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. This is Toledo Athletes of the 70s and 80s Podcast. Welcome to the show, Sean Patterson. How are you, sir? I'm great. Thank you very much for having me on. It is an honor, and I, and, and a lot of, you know, it's, for those who listen to the podcast, they probably hear me say this all the time, but there's been many invitations given out and there's been those who have actually taken the time to come to the show. And we really, really appreciate uh, folks making time in their busy schedules to come to the show and you're here and, and we're glad to have you here. Thank you so much. You know, it's an honor for me and you never forget where you came from. So um, there's no reason, never thought of, in my mind of turning anything down. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. That's appreciated. Uh, let's just jump right into it. Sean, tell us your story. Uh, that's a long story. Um, but, uh, nah, just for this pertaining to this, uh, Toledo city athletes, you know, I was, my, my father was in the UT hall of fame, played in the NBA for the Pistons. So, you know, basketball is probably my third sport to tell you the truth, um, growing up, but you know, everybody asked me, you're going to be like your dad. So being the guy that I was, I pretty much had to prove everybody wrong. Unfortunately, I didn't get to be 6'8 like him. So I was, you know, 6'3 guard, which, uh, you know, back in the day was good. But, you know, I had the good fortune of, you know, he was a high school coach and uh, I had the good fortune of, um, you know, he took me everywhere. And I was on the bench, I'll never forget, as a kindergartner. And Woodward, Woodward went to the regionals and they wouldn't let me go. Uh, and I just thought that was wrong because I had school the next day. I was like, how can I miss the regionals? I was like seven at the time and those guys you know eddie edwards and 
you know, Jerry, uh, Jerry, uh, I forget his last name, but, um, you know, the Mims, you know, the old North, North end. And I got to be on a bench from, you know, 1971 through, uh, probably 75 when my dad was coaching. And that year, you know, Terry Crosby, uh, Calvin Ramsey, all those guys down. I got to see all those guys up and close. And, you know, my dream was to be like them. And, you know, then I got to be in the locker room at Woodward and, you know, see the diversity and how guys handle themselves at a young age and some stuff probably shouldn't have seen. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it kind of defined me and, um, you know, gave me my goals. And uh, actually, my dad was a coach at Woodward, and I was going to be a freshman. I wanted to go to Woodward. Okay. And then, but he said, no, nah, you can't come to Woodward. And then I wanted to go to Central, and I wanted to go to all these different places. I was in Rogers District, and I moved with my dad. And so he, he didn't want me to be on a bus all day, so I went to Bowser. And, okay. uh, and uh, you know, got to play uh, there. Um, probably one of the only guys as a freshman playing JV. And he had a little growth spurt, a little growth spurt, and uh, – Got to play with some great players, um, Dennis Hobson obviously being one, and I played with Dennis since Burndale in the junior high days, and um, got to play against the best, you know, Scott, all the guys at Scott and Mac Umber, and um, the one unique thing about our group is, you know, St. Francis won the state championship the year after I left, and you know, we won a school record um, most games at Bowser, and you know, my, my best thing about high school was playing in the summers, you know, playing at the Doug. You know, going there to the dug and uh, getting there about dark, and they had one light, one hoop, yeah. and you know, playing till two, three in the morning. I ride my bike over there from Broadway. I lived on Broadway. Ride my bike over there. Just went out and did it the next year, and that's kind of my high school. You know, just in a short version. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and 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 as you mentioned a couple of things that's come up in many conversations as conversations, and that's the guys who balled in the city would actually play in the summertime against each other, with each other on the same teams, and they competed before they even got on the court for the respective schools that they went to. And that, that's like that's a great piece of history um, that a lot of guys like me who came out in 85, and I didn't play basketball until 85, so I didn't know that culture existed where the guys mm-hmm. actually knew each other off the court and, and balled against each other in the summers. Absolutely. And, you know, we didn't have AEU back then either. So we didn't have trainers. We didn't have, you know, teams that travel different places. Um, you know, I can remember my, it was going into my senior year. We all went together to a camp on the blue chip. I think it was Eric Newsom, myself, a guy named Bob Gorey from Rossford, ended up playing in South Florida, a couple guys from St. John's, um, Luke Murphy at Murphy at, uh, at Wake. And that's, you know, that's, we just got to know each other and we'd call, you know, we didn't have cell phones back then. So you, you know, you ride your bike to park and, you know, there'd be a lineup and you get, you get your name called, you better win or you better be good at losing team or been a long ride for nothing. <laughs> that's so, right. That's right. But you, uh, you really, and, and we, I still talk to all those guys, you know, even guys that, you know, talk guys from Macomber, you know, all those guys and, you know, Jim Smith, guy rest so you know, he was one of my best friend buddies when I worked in the summers and I just got off the phone with Eric Newsom tonight because he runs a prep school in Miami and I'm in college basketball coach and I'm recruiting his kids. So, you know, that those memories, um, I think some of these kids these days they don't they don't have it like we did. They get, you know, given a lot of and you know, we had to go take it. You know, we had to go take it. You That's know, right. it was good. um so I think that that toughness really helped me out in life. 
That's right. That's right. I um great couple points. You said that uh, you still con- are in contact with those guys. And that's the other thing I was going to mention. And when I talked to that 83 all city team, which with Newsom was on that and he, and he, those guys uh, mentioned that point about you guys still stay in contact and talk to each other and so on. Um, going into Bowser with, mm-hmm. with, with, with the beginnings that you had, I mean, you probably ate, slept and bred basketball from what it sounds like. You know, actually I did it all. My, I, I was one of the kids who played in the street, you know, I, I was a better baseball player, actually. I, I played both in college. Um, and, uh, I was a better football player. I was MVP in the league in, in junior high. But my high school coach said, if you don't play football, I'll bring you up to JV. And I was like, hmm. All right. That was big. You know, you, you didn't, as a freshman, you didn't, I'm going as a freshman, you know, into Matt Cumber and Scott. You know, I'm thinking, you know, the, you know, back then that gym was already packed in junior high. And so that's right. You know, for junior varsity. So I was like, that, that's great. And then, you know, Springs, in the Springs, I always played basketball. I never played for the high school until my senior year. But I always played in the summer just for looking things to do with the Churchills, which used to be the best summer league program. And, hell, all the guys were all city. I was the MVP of the team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, then I, then I finally played uh, baseball my senior year after I signed. It was all district. And we went to the district finals in baseball. But, you know, you you could afford to – play those three sports back then because there really wasn't anything else to do but play and if you didn't play you're getting in trouble that's right that's right yeah. i was one as it uh, i encourage kids to play different sports and uh i was just one of those guys that basketball you know i started thinning out and um i just had a chip on my shoulder that i was gonna be good and uh that that was probably probably the reason why i chose basketball it was probably my third sport going into high school to tell you the truth wow, wow. <laughs> didn't know that great piece of history um uh, and that one of the questions I was going to ask you, were you a multi-sport athlete and you've covered that because one of the things that kids do now, they specialize. And okay. like you said, you're encouraging kids and I, and I do the same. You should be playing multiple sports because in our day, that was an athlete when you could play football, play basketball, baseball, run track and so on. That that was a gauge in, in, in a recruiter coming in to to look at your athleticism. So absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah, I did. So you're going into Bowser. So when did you when did you realize um, I'm going to play basketball and, I, and I'm going to start and I'm going to be that dude? You know, a lot of guys have fairytale stories about their high school coach. Yes. And, and, and my dad was a high school coach. And, uh, you know, I couldn't say my high school coach and I had a great relationship, but I respected him. And uh, he was very hard on me, you know, which – now back, I'm glad he was. Um, but I really, I really just had to prove him wrong. I just had, I just went out to prove people wrong, and I worked on my game. And I wasn't very good at that age taking constructive criticism. Uh, at night, most kids at this age aren't. And it really just a drive to. I knew I was going to be pretty good in this. So I said this before. It was. I think at my junior, I was on a mention all city. Had a decent year. Had some good games, and that was good back then. I mean, they didn't just give. They don't. Just, now, hey, let's you know put his name on there. They don't they don't do that. So and I and like I said, um, and I'll never forget. I was at the Doug, and I was just killing guys. I mean, I'm talking about guys that were really good. And Eddie, you know, was kind of idle. You know, when I, you know, he could ball. He said, Sean, he picked me instead of like somebody from Macumber or Scott. He picked me. I'm like, why is he picking me? And I asked, why he picked me? He said, you supposed to be all city. 
Mm-hmm. And that clicked in like, hey, they think I belong. They being first team all city guys. And, uh, you know, guys in the neighborhood and, and stuff wanted me on their team. And I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Cause I always been, was underrated cause, you know, I didn't get to six, eight. So I went out my senior year and, you know, I just balled out and, you know, kind of had a great year with Dennis and yeah. my teammates. And, you know, we did some great things. Um, and we beat all the private schools that year, which, you know, public schools didn't do back at that time. Central St. Francis, St. John's. That's right. Uh, that's one thing that we really, really accomplished and kind of set the tone for the next year because I was first team all city in '82. Glad I got the glad I got those '83 boys when they were a little younger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, guys like Sean Reed, them I, I tease them all the time because it ain't us. It's it's a fact. I got you when you were younger. <laughs> so, uh, but I love you know, Sean and Todd and Eric and those guys. Of course, Hop was on that team. Uh, that was a great era of basketball. Absolutely, yeah. I thought, in my opinion, that was the best era in basketball, some would argue, in the city of Toledo. I thought that period, right, late 70s, mid-late 70s, uh, some early 70s teams that were good as well. But I thought the best basketball was that time frame from mid or late 70s through mid-80s. I thought that was the best basketball. Yeah, from 75 to, you know, mid-80s, it it was – it was pretty doggone good. I mean, it's you can have your fun saying who was better than this, that, and the other thing. I always was taught by my dad to defer to your elders, so I always, you know, defer to Terry and Calvin and you know those, just because that's who I am. But uh, you know, it's arguable. It's it's you know it's, it's it's put it this way. It's close. They're debatable. Yeah, it's debatable. It, it is debatable. awesome to have a debate. You know, <laughs> that's right. So so you had a running mate. Uh, named Dennis Hobson. I noticed too, because I was in high school at that time as well. I was a football guy more than anything. And then I played basketball, ran track, but I noticed that in the box scores, if Hobson had 26, you had 20 or if exactly. Hobson had 24, you had 22. So I, I would um, be inclined to say that you guys are each other's running mates and, and made it happen over at Bowser. You know, we very rarely, and I think about this, we very rarely played against man-to-man. Um, they, never, they never played, you know, the guy who had the best scheme for us was Ben Williams. Really? He had the, of course, yeah, he he face-guarded Dennis, or no, he face-guarded me. Face-guarded me, wouldn't let me get the ball, because he put Mike Richards on me, who Mike Richards is still out there running as a ref. That's and right. I, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but he, but he, same way. Now, I couldn't throw it in the ocean, but he wouldn't let you get the ball, mm-hmm. you know. And so he just let me run around and, you know, let Hop do his thing. Hop gets 32 and I get hardly nothing. Mm-hmm. And they beat us. And they were like, at the time, like number 10 in the country in the state. And we were like number eight in the state. Mm-hmm. But our coach made a horrible move that year in the fact that um, we were supposed to get them at home. And I could shoot blindfold in that gym still mm-hmm. to this day. Well, now it's gone. But, Mm-hmm. We moved to Toledo, which gave them a bigger floor, which made me run more. And that was that's the only regret I have in high school is that Dan Gallagher game because I wanted to play those guys at our place. We were both undefeated. But, yeah, Ben Williams put it on me. But he was a great man. He was always respectful of me and uh, a great guy. But uh, yeah, we always played, we played triangle two or boxing one. That's what somebody boxing one me, they'd come up or they boxing one Dennis, but in triangle and two, that's all we played against. Wow, wow. Interesting fact. Uh, yeah. 
Mike Roberts. That's who you're thinking of. Yeah. That Mike played, Roberts. Yeah. yeah that, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mike yeah. Roberts. Man. I have, I have nightmares about that guy to this day. I saw him reference in a college game one time. I said, Mike, man, man why did you have to do me like that? <laughs> <laughs> and, your, and your range, what was your range back in the day? Were you a mid-range jump shooter or you were a long ball? You know, I, I shot. For me. I mean, I just was a basketball player, you know. That's right. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't no specialist. I, you know, I go to the rim. I, once we got, you know, kids don't understand how to play the game anymore. Once he got to six fouls, I was talking about the Derek Newsom. Once he got to six fouls, I was going to the rim because I'm going to one on one. That's right. And uh, I had the record in the state at one point. I shot 24 free throws one time against Rogers. So my so my line score went one. I mean, one field goal. 22 free throws and 24 points against Rodgers one year. And I would have had 23, but Rod Swain stepped in the lane. <laughs> and I never, and I teased him about that. Come on, Rod, what are you going in for? I just hit 20 of them. You know, I just was a basketball player. Take what they give you. You know, I had to be smart because I wasn't the quickest guy. You know, I didn't jump the highest. And, uh, you know, I, I shot it okay, but I wouldn't call myself a sharpshooter. Um, but when I got to college, Three-pointer came in my senior year, mm-hmm. and uh, I had a few games. I had like three or four games where I had seven or eight threes. Mm-hmm. But that's just because, you know, I mean, I think a weight probably I shoot for 25 feet. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, if they give it to you, you just shot it. But, you know, college was kind of fun because our coach, the first year, he was quick to adapt to it. He said, hey, listen, you know, Sean, I'd rather have you shoot a three and try to get into one of our bigs, have them make a move, make the basket then make the free throw so you know it, i was just a basketball player yeah i i asked that question and of course uh that's for the family because i saw you play i think uh-huh. been, i think you've been a little modest you're a heck, you're a heck of a shooter i almost cussed on this family show you're a heck of a shooter so uh but i wanted to give the family a feel for what kind of ball player you were and i'm and, and you're right you you take what you what you can get and i agree that kids don't really play like that anymore they think they're if I'm a shooter, I'm supposed to stay out and shoot. Well, it's the time you need to be driving to the bucket. So, right. <laughs> yeah. I coach college now, and I go down that bench and I say, hey, listen, we're in, we got six fouls. I don't want to – unless you're wide open for three, get to the rim. Exactly, exactly. Get so you talked a little bit about your college experience. Where did you end up, where did you end up going to college? You know, I was kind of a – I went to the right school. I was a Bowser Rebel. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of a Rebel. But everybody wanted me to go to the – I had three Division One offers, mm-hmm. and that was from Army, Navy, and Air Force because I had good grades. Yes. You know, I had good grades, but I wasn't the best student. Um, I didn't know how to get grades. And so, <laughs> plus I had to. My dad was in the public schools, and he could access my grades. So, he was six eight three hundred, and I didn't want to get whacked by him. So, uh, <laughs> but everyone would go there. But I just – at the time, if you remember back then, the military isn't how it – Military wasn't thought of as it is thought of now. That's right. And, you know, right now, if a kid, you know, that's so prestigious now. I mean, everywhere you go, hey, are you military? There's respect given to it, which at that time we were coming out of, you know, Vietnam. And, you know, it just wasn't, just wasn't really. And I knew deep in my heart that I didn't want to go study like that, to be honest with you. <laughs> and so, uh, so I ended up taking a Division two offer okay. to uh, University of Wisconsin Parkside. Yes. Um, yeah, and so I went there for two years and, you know, played pretty well. Um, but, you know, sometimes those D2s, they just keep on bringing in junior college kids. Yes. And uh, it's something you run into. And, 
I dealt with my first two years, you know, I'd get my grades and then second semester I played more than I would the first and I didn't want to do it again. And, um, so I, I you know, by then I'm, you know, I'm 20 years old. Mm-hmm. I playing baseball up there. I was on a national all American as a baseball player, and, you know, but up in Wisconsin pitching in the snow, you know, <laughs> I'll never forget that. Um, and then, man. And so, you know, I, I remember this this old coach. He said to me, he said, Sean, I know we can't get you, but if you ever get home, say, come home. That was Marv Holenberger, who is probably, I don't know his age, probably in his 80s right now. And uh, then we had their assistant coach was Larry Pappenfuss. Hmm. And Larry's City League Hall of Fame, I think, or Bowser Hall of Fame, one of the two. And uh, he was assistant coach. And so I just wanted to come home and play. And uh, went back there, um, stopped playing baseball. Probably should have did that, but uh, um, let's cap the team. We won the league, you know. I think we got that program going. Um, we beat Bowling Green mm-hmm. my junior year at, at their place. You know, what, a couple. What school was that again? Defiance College. Defiance. So they were they were NAI back then. That's right. Now, three now the Division three, and we had a lot of transfers, a lot of good players, and a great coach, and he really changed my life. That coach really changed my life. I'm a little wild, you know. When I, you know that school and. He really got me down to business. And, you know, I talked to him before every game now. He's out in Boston, and he's made a really, really big impact in my life. And, you know, we went down there and beat Bowling Green that day. And, you know, two city league first teamers, Brian Miller and, you know, Jim Smith were on that team and, you know, beat them. Never forget Brian, how classy he was. You know, it was embarrassing for them to lose to us. And let's face it. And he came right in our locker room and, you know, congratulated me. And we we're great friends to this day. That's so awesome. that's awesome. really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I knew you went to Defiance. Um, I didn't know about your your the first college that you went to though. That's a, that's a great piece of knowledge that I just learned. So I didn't know mm-hmm. that. So yeah, and I anybody, I didn't tell anybody. They all thought I was going to academies, and I just told the newspaper. And next thing you know, people are reading it, and I didn't tell my dad. And I just want to do what I was doing. I was a Bowser Rebel. So I went <laughs> to that academy. They wanted you to leave in June. They wanted you to leave in June. Man, I didn't leave in June. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not leaving June. Uh, so that's that's how you thought back then, though. You exactly. Know, internet. Uh, Probably not a hard move, but, you know, it did it. Hey, it, it was, it, it, it worked. <laughs> it worked out. worked out, thank God. Yeah, exactly. A path for sure you took, and it worked out very successfully. Uh, you are coaching college basketball now. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I'm uh, a good friend of mine. Um, uh, Dirk Minifield, if you remember Dirk, he yes. played the he played in the NBA. I was talking to him one day, and he said, "You know, I told him I was in San Antonio, and he said, Sean, you know, you need to go coach at my son's school where he's playing.'" And I said, "You know, I'm kind of bored. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do it." So I always co- and I coached AAU back in Ohio and just helped a lot of kids in the city get scholarships and do different things. So I had made a, a pretty good network throughout the United States. Um, you know, I did most of a lot of St. John's recruiting all those kids, BJ Raymond, all those guys. Okay, right. You know, I did did a lot with those kids, and um, so I came down here and had a lot of contacts. And I told the coach who I was, and he hired me right on the spot. And uh, said, I can't pay you much, but you know. And so I've been there for four years now, and just getting kids from all over the country, all over the world, actually. And uh, you know, we were doing a pretty good job here, and I enjoyed it. it keeps me young and. I love helping kids, you know, and I always tell kids, listen, man, you know, if I can't help you here, I'll help you get somewhere else. Exactly. Because, well, that's, 
that's how I look at it. I'm not trying to be a head coach. I don't want to deal with the administration. You know, I, I just want to deal with my head coach. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to talk to the president. I don't even know who the president of my school is. Um, but I just like helping kids. I'm the same guy that, you know, I'm just a little older. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And what, what school is that, Sean? Our Lady of Lake University in San Antonio. Okay. Of course, we, of course, I have five kids and they've all been recruited. So, I, you know, I've been through all that and I can help all sorts of kids. Awesome. So I'm loving it. That's awesome. That's awesome. We would like to uh, uh, follow you. So I'll, I'll be looking up that that uh, schedule to see when you guys play and where you're playing. So absolutely, I, I called Mike Floyd up at Central yesterday, or last. I forget what day it is, but and I talked about some of his kids. Okay, and and uh, you know, I'm, anybody up there in Toledo, you know, I don't have any boundaries. I mean, I've got kids from Germany, I've got kids from Canada, the Congo, um, beautiful city, you know. So I'm I'm starting to recruit up there because a lot of those, you know. A lot of these guys are lazy, and they don't get out and see, see guys. They just, you know, the first question they ask is, who else is offered you? Well, I never ask that question because I trust my own eyes. That's right. I don't need to be offered me, offered you. So I, I'm having a great time, and hopefully I can help out. That's awesome. Kid. That's awesome. Is, was it your plan to become a, a college coach? I know you got that. You, you Actually, you got that in your spirit and in your soul because you sat on the bench with your dad. So that's kind of instilled in you. And then the one the one thing I hear common with the guys from our era uh, is about helping kids and and showing them this is what I went through. Here's what worked. Here's what didn't work. And, you know, I can help you. And, and, and a lot of the guys from our era, era talk about helping kids. And that's what we're about. And that's awesome to hear you say that. Yeah, no, you know. My biggest thing was, you know, my wife and I got married very young. I was 22 and she was 19. Don't ask me why. We just, she was the one I couldn't let get away. You know, once I found her, I was like, you know, you know, everybody else like, what are you doing getting married? So, you know, I was like, well, you know, I don't know. He just did it. And now it's 37 years later. Wow. Congratulations. They said it wouldn't last, but I think at our wedding, we're the only one didn't get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> she i try i guess she just decided to stay with me you know so but really no when i when that happened and, and we started having kids you know i've had my time that's one thing my dad taught me you know i've had my, i see a lot of guys out there you know 30 and 40 missing their kids game because they got a softball or bat man that's not me that's not me even once i got old once my oldest one sean who you know it's pretty cool in the city league we have a kind of interesting city league family is and people don't really know it but my son sean was probably the last two-time all-city quarterback in Toledo mm -hmm. um, for St. John's, and he played basketball. Mm -hmm. And once he started playing, you know, being able to play, I just quit everything. I, no travel, no sports for me, nothing. I, I just decided to work and help out my kids. Mm -hmm. And so then um, I can remember when he was 10 years old, I took him and a group of kids from Toledo, uh, just got them together for a tournament down to Dayton. And I had, I had like, Sean and John Diebler and David Sweeney and old Mr. David Sweeney used to help me out coaching and his wife at the time. And we just took a few kids down there and said, Hey, we're going to this tournament. And I didn't know anything about it because you're talking about 1997 or 98. And uh, in Toledo, you know, people are like, What are you crazy? You're taking 10 year olds to a state tournament? I'm like, Man, I think this is the way to go because they're just yeah. killing all the teams up here. 
And Toledo was one of the last school, last cities to get with it. So we go down there, and I said, if you guys win this tournament, you know we qualify for Disney, you know, for the AAU Nationals, mm-hmm. which, I mean, these teams have been playing all year and everything, right? Well, little did I know, I got three professionals on my team at the time. I had John Diebler, I had Dane Sanzabacher, which, you know, football. Mm-hmm. I had Sean play professional football in, in Cologne. And David, you know, was a great player at, at uh, Scott. And, you know, I didn't know. I thought they, they, they loved the competition. So we got down to where it was one second left, and Sean got fouled. It was like 34-33. Mm-hmm. And all those kids went over, and they called timeout. I said, I forgot about this. I said, Coach. They said, Coach. I remember John Diebler saying this. John's an all-time lead scorer in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coach, we're going to Disney World. And all I thought was, how the hell am I going to get these kids to Disney World in two weeks? <laughs> I uh, mean, what is going on? And so uh, Sean called me, hit the two free throws. And, I, you know, we got the state trophy. I still got the pictures. And I said, we're going to Disney World. Didn't have a penny in my pocket. But we figured it out, and they came in 16th in the country. Awesome. And, you know, and that's when I started doing a lot of things. People thought I was crazy and, you know, doing all this stuff. And and I've just been helping kids ever since. Wow. Uh, amazing. Amazing. I heard you mention your son, Sean. Um your athleticism runs in your family from your dad to you and, and, and the, just what I know. And it's probably before that, I'm sure your son, Sean ended up uh, a heck of an athlete in Toledo. Sean, the oldest one went to Duquesne. He went to Duquesne. Okay. He went, and then my my second child was Abby and she was first team all city softball. Gotcha. Start, start. Okay. And then my third one, we moved. Uh, that was Casey. And she played volleyball, and she was regional player of the year in Texas. Nice. And she was Oklahoma Panel State. Then my fourth child, Shay, was the number one recruit in the country, quarterback. He won the uh, Elite 11, two state championships. Um, Trying to think what else he won. I mean, all sorts of works. He, left. he was the MVP of the U.S. Army All-American game. Yes. And then I went to Ole Miss. And then transferred, Ole Miss. And then transferred to Michigan. And then my youngest one, Nick. The youngest one, Nick, committed to Michigan. He's a tight end. But he decided he didn't get it from me now. He went to Princeton. <laughs> <laughs> so so he, don't ask me that. But how I end up from a from 2812 Broadway, how I end up with a kid going to Princeton, I don't know. How it worked, though. He's there. So he he's a sophomore. He's awesome. A sophomore. That's great. That's yeah, great. Proud of those guys. Yeah, that, awesome. Well, that's that, we really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing um, your story, and I'm sure that uh, folks will be happy to hear from Sean Patterson, Toledo Bowser, and to yeah. to hear the successes that you've had and your perspective on what happened in the City League when when you were in that particular league. And it's also awesome to see that on the athletes of the 70s and 80s page that you've participated and provided us with some some old uh, uh, memorabilia that we could see from back in the city. Yeah, I just think, you know, with, with Rob and you guys are trying to do, and, you know, Tanel over time, I remember Tanel, uh, I thought he was the biggest guy ever. I, remember, I thought he yeah. was the biggest guy back in the 70s. He was a man. But that's where my childhood and my, my, my roots are from. And uh, that's one thing my dad, you know, passed away. He was from Pittsburgh, but he was from, he lived in the uh, projects. He said, don't ever forget where you came from because you never know if you got to go back. And, you know, things happen in life. And so I've always just been loyal to Toledo. 
in any way I could. Anybody that asked me, you know, I never force it upon anybody. If you ask me, I'll tell you. That's right. And, uh, you know, and, and I try to contribute different things. And, you know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything like that because I'm just proud that of the competition that I faced, that I was able to do the things I did because those guys made me better. Mm-hmm. So when I got to college, I was ready. And uh, I was ready. And, you know, I just think we got to pass this on to these younger kids. Um, you know, hopefully they, hopefully parents are sharing it with their kids and doing different things, but I just try to do my part. Yes, and, uh, yeah. So. And your, your part you have done very well and we, Wish you continued success in what you are doing and all the things that you're accomplishing. And Toledo, you heard it right from Sean himself. If you have an athlete that may need some help or he, he he's coming, he's coming for you. <laughs> I'm not hard to find, you know, just message me and, hey, I'll help any kid anytime from the 419. So, you know that. Toledo, he's not hard to find. Nope, no, my not thank hard. you again. Thank you yeah, again. Don't call for money. Don't call for money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Toledo uh, athletes of the 70s and 80s. Toledo Bowser's own Sean Patterson. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. This podcast is about the athletes of the 70s and 80s, where we discuss athletics from the city of Toledo, Ohio. Check us out on Facebook, Athletes of the 70s and 80s.